Welcome to another episode of the Coaches Club podcast brought to you by HalftimeCupper.com. My name is Danny Cook and I'm pleased to bring you another fantastic episode today featuring our guest Richard Mahoney. Before we begin, you can catch up on any of our previous episodes on iTunes, Spotify and YouTube, as well as our website at HalftimeCupper.com. So uh, let's dive straight into today's show. Richard, how are you? Very well, thank you, Danny. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Thank you for coming on. Um, Richard's a a great coach that I've uh, had the pleasure to sort of meet over, I guess, over the past two years. Or is it a year now? I feel like it's two years. I think it's been two years, yeah. Yeah, it feels like two years. Um, So, yeah, Richard, I really want to find out and share your story today with anyone listening in. um, Because I know when we've spoke, you've had some golden nuggets in terms of coaching. <laughs> I will take that as a compliment. <laughs> no, it is. It is. <laughs> so, uh, Richard, take us all the way back to the start in terms of your coaching journey. Um, how, how did you get into coaching and, and why, essentially? Very, very good question. Um, how did I get into coaching? I, I guess for me, it was the natural transition from, um, from, my, from my playing days, really. I uh, I played, I was lucky enough to play 450 games um, across 17 years of uh, senior men's football. And um, that started out when I, well, well, senior men's football started in youth teams in in the Oxfordshire area, which is where I I grew up. And I was uh, lucky enough to get as high as the uh, the Oxford United youth team. Um, And uh, I, I, I then sort of, uh, didn't quite make it as a uh, professional, but um, found myself sort of playing at a senior level at sort of step eight or step four, whichever one you want to, um, uh, wherever you start counting from the from the football period. And um, I guess from a coaching perspective, I was I was never the best player. I was um, I was always a centre back, a stopper, um, as opposed to a, a, a more flashy uh, libero, as they call them, a sweeper. But um, but, but more often than not, uh, I was the captain. And I guess from um, from a coaching perspective, that's where my my interest in learning the game and understanding the game and helping others through the game um, as I was playing, um, it, it, it just seemed like a natural transition um, uh, for me for when I uh, was unable to play at the level that I was happy playing at. Um, uh, coaching coaching was the obvious choice for me. Wow, I mean to have all that experience. Um playing wise before you even sort of step out onto the pitch and and, and, and coach um, surely that must have stood you in good good standing essentially it definitely helps absolutely um uh, you know you can you can teach the, the game at um uh, you know what they say on the the fa talks about you know your footballing age and how um someone at uh, 19 years of age they may well have been playing football for 10 years 12 years so their footballing age is 10 or 12 and and actually when you think about it that's a lot of experience isn't it um yeah you know i, I i'm not going to say my football age because uh, i don't want to be too embarrassed but, uh... <laughs> i'm sure it's, it's relatively young richard i'm sure it is you're an experienced guy but i'm sure it's still down the, the lower end <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but as you say danny the, the the experience does help um especially with um i find less the technical technical side of the game more the uh the mental side um knowing when to um to 
calm your team down, um, knowing when to take the pressure off, um, those sorts of things, really. I think um, that comes with, uh, with, 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 with good experience, really. But, um, but yeah. Would you say that um, those kind of skills were, I guess, highlighted in terms of your captaincy role? I'd like to think so. I mean, um, it, it was it was always a, an honour to be made captain. And um, uh, as much as I'll I'll say uh, that um, you know it, probably because I had the loudest voice, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'd like to think that uh, you know my coaches, my managers um, over the years did see um, you know good leadership qualities there, um, and um, they, they still needed to be developed. Um, of course, I wasn't always. Um, the, the the leader that I wanted to be um, or, or the ones that I looked up to in uh, my, my daily life or, or the professional game for example um, it, it took a lot a long time um, but uh, it was always a uh, an honor to be the captain I, I I liked wearing the armband I liked pushing and pulling players over the pitch with my hand mo- uh, movements that sort of thing you know I liked uh, you know punching the air and you know, looking all, you know, really, really, really getting into it. Uh, that, that, uh, that was the side of the game that um, I really enjoyed. And I guess that, that I mean, obviously all of this, as we say, is, is certainly helping you as a coach now. But in terms of that understanding of you having played in that captain's role, do you, do you, um, do you appreciate it a lot more with your teams that you coach now, uh, the captaincy? Do you, do you share any sort of insights with them? Absolutely. Yeah. As a coach, you'll know, Danny, that uh, your, your your captain is the voice on the pitch, um, and uh, they're, they're, they are crucial. Um, and it doesn't just have to be one player. You know, it can be. Um, it's quite common these days to have a, a you know a captain's group. I think, especially at youth level, that should definitely be encouraged to give more opportunities to to, to, to more and more players to be to be the leader I am I think that's that, that, that's a really crucial part of their development and uh, I think um, uh, the best uh, comment uh, or, or description of leadership I've, I've ever known is that um, it's, it's virtually impossible to surprise uh, to, to describe but uh, but you know it when you see it and um, I can always tell within um, I'd like to think I can always tell within 30 seconds to a minute of observing a group of players that you can think, yes, I, I'm pretty sure it's you, uh, you're, you're, you're the leader, um, or, or you and you, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I want to move it on. Um, I want to talk now about, um, and I know the, the playing side will definitely sort of reappear again, but uh, <laughs> I want to talk about your first experience then as a coach. What what was that? Um, what was that like? I guess, um, and who who was it with? It, I, I actually went straight into senior men's level, so I, I, I started coaching the men's team. I, I more or less finished playing for, um, and um, we we had we had just had a really really successful season. Uh, we got promoted from Division uh, Two of the SAL League to Division One. And um, uh, the, 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 the coach slash manager at the time thought that would be a good time for, for him to step down. And, and it was right, right off into the sunset, sun, uh, set. <laughs> and say, Richard, it's over to you. <laughs> see, see if you can keep them in Division One next season. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit like that. And um, I, um, yeah, I, I, like I said um, before, it was, um, uh, I, I always thought it would be something that, very natural 
being the manager um, uh, very quickly and easily, but, uh, but no, it, it's completely different. Um, you, you know it when um, you do it for the first time. Suddenly, you are focusing on 11 players' performances. Um, actually, if you think about it, 22, if you consider the opposition as well, um, as opposed to, to just what you're doing and the players around you. It's um, massively different. And uh, although I'd had... Um, a decent amount of experience of uh, speaking publicly uh, before with my um, uh, in my jobs and my career. Um, it, it, it's I still found that very very different. Um, I, I still thought, am I saying the right thing here? Um, how can I engage my players better? Um, you, you you have all these self doubts, but um, the, the the first season was a fantastic experience um, in terms of. Uh, um, you know, learning how to, uh, to to manage, how to how to organise a team, and everything, every little thing that you need to think about, or all the little details. Um, it's uh, yeah, it, it was um, a baptism of fire, uh, if you like. <laughs> I can't describe it in any other way. <laughs> was you um, did did you have any coaches supporting you at the time as well? No, no, just me by myself. Wow, um, that that is a baptism. Like that. It is. I, I was lucky to have some senior players in the team that were sort of a similar age to me, um, that were also uh, you know, very, very experienced and really, really helpful. Um, I, you know, I had a captain, I had one of those, I had three, three captains, um, and uh, that, that, that was a big help uh, on the pitch. But, um, uh, but yeah, uh, no, no assistant coach, not, not, not at that level, unfortunately. Mm. And in terms of your approach, uh, I mean, Obviously, that was that was your first sort of experience of, of coaching. But mm. was the approach more a case of um, more of the same boys, or was it uh, you wanted to put your own spin on things? Absolutely, and I, and you know what, Danny, I got it horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> I, I I was asking um, uh, a thirty-three-year-old uh, centre back. Uh, that had never played out from the back in his life. Um, uh, I, I don't think he'd ever even watched Man City play uh, to play out from the back. Um, and, um, you know, he, he couldn't do it. Uh, he, he, he could tackle. He, he, he could header. Um, he could organise. Um, he, he was a fantastic defender. Uh, but um, to, you know, to constantly be asking him to play out from the back um, and, and thinking that things would change um, was a mistake on my behalf. Uh, and, and it cost us goals. Um, it maybe cost, cost, it cost us a little bit of his engagement, really. Um, I know he wasn't enjoying it as much. So um, uh, that, that, that is something, uh, that, that, that and many other things as well um, that, that, that I, would, um, I, I would have done differently. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I did come up with a, a way of playing um, and, um, and maybe didn't consider um, as well uh, as much did I really have the players to be able to play that way? Um, and, and that was a learning curve. Yeah, I, I, I do see, I do see other senior senior men's coaches. It's le- less of a uh, an issue at youth level because you know at that level you're you're learning the game and you know you, you, you're yeah. trying things and and um, and that makes total sense really. But at, at senior men's level, when you're under pressure to get results and it's it's less about player and, uh, development. Um, uh, and more about getting the result and um, you know, get, 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 getting a system working. Um, I think uh, 
yeah, there, there were definitely things I would do differently. But uh, I, I'd be very surprised if, uh, if if many coaches, many managers could uh, really truly reflect on a season and say, I would do everything exactly the same. Um, uh, there, 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 there would always be things that you would change. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, well, fair play. I mean, that's that's to, to come in. I think that, you know, I, I know plenty of coaches that would, would come in and probably say more of the same uh, business <laughs> as usual. But, um, you know, fair play if you, you come in and you said, no, actually, I want you to try this. Um, it, may, it may not have paid off, but uh, there was clearly a, a fault behind it. And um, uh, obviously, uh, we know because we, we work at the same club and we, you know, yeah. we share, I guess, similar coaching philosophies in that sense, um, how we want to play. But uh, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's interesting, very interesting that. Um, mm. You talked about the public speaking. I wanted to just touch on that. And um, I wanted to find out how you sort of dealt with uh, those situations of, of maybe a bit of self-doubt a bit of uh, a self-confidence crisis or anything like that. Like, how, how did you overcome, um, I guess, the nerves? Mm, mm. That's a very good question. Um, I think with public speaking, um, it's perfectly natural to feel uh, nervous. Um, uh, speaking, you know, in front of just a small group of people, you can feel um, self-conscious, uh, of course, nervous. But um I think the trick for me to always remember was that uh, no, no one can really see your nerves. They're they're they're, they're not um, they're not obvious um, to the uh, to, to to the other pe- to, to the people that you're speaking with. And, and um, once you understand that, you think about it. You know, you might feel a little bit nervous, but but actually, no one else can see that. Um, only you know about it. And, and and it's a little mental trick to be able to sort of help take that away. I always found that very helpful. But. Um, but yeah, it, it is very different talking um, in different subject matters, of course. Um, some subjects you are always going to be a lot more confident about than um, than others. But um, but yeah, it, it was a new experience. I, I thought I'd be quite good at the the, the, the team talks, which I, I guess when you go into coaching or management, uh, um, you know, you, you, you always think about uh, the, the famous films and the famous uh, speeches and so on and so forth um it's uh but, but it's not really like that at all it's um it's uh rare that uh you you really do have to get up and uh motivate your team and give a rousing um team talk that, that, that doesn't happen on a um a week by week basis no but, uh, certainly don't no oscar yeah. winning speeches <laughs> no no absolutely uh, yeah as romantic as it sounds uh. <laughs> yeah yeah um I mean, I guess as well with those, you know, that that misconception of the long team talks where, you know, mm. as you say, Oscar winning speeches, yeah. you know, one may be effective, but if you did it week in, week out throughout the season, surely it's just going to lose effect. Yeah, absolutely. 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 OK. OK. Um, so how how did that season pan out for you and um, where where did you go from there? We were we, we avoided relegation, which was the target, really. I, the, the, the step up from Division Two uh, to Division One is huge. Um, it, um, you, you, you're you're suddenly playing against much better uh, teams in terms of their technical ability, but also their organisation as well. Um, the consistency of the players that they use week in week out um, is 
it's just a different level really and uh, I think with the squad we had considering you know we only made a few one or two signings in a few key areas which were really only replacing players that we we lost through retirement or um or other reasons um we didn't really improve the squad so um uh, to, to to finish uh, second of division two and then uh, I think it was third bottom in the end of Division One the following season. That that that, that felt about right. It, it, it felt about where we were at the time. But um, but yeah, it, it was um, a great experience. Uh, the the next challenge for me, I thought, um, was uh, while I was doing my, my my coaching badges, was I was getting a lot of experience at senior men's level with the the, the, the management side of um, of, of football. Um, but much less uh, with the with the with the actual coaching side. Actually, being out on the training pitch, designing sessions, uh, really thinking about how you want your team to play and how that translates on uh, into what you do at the game at the weekend. Um, which is, as you all know, Danny, all, uh, uh, you know, pretty much that, that that's what your your level two project is all based upon, really. So, um, someone recommended me um, to, to 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 take on a youth team, which I'd, I I always been uh, really interested in in doing um uh, I, I think um when you've had a, a certain level of um uh, you know you've gotten the you know a certain level of um uh, knowledge and um uh, and experiences out of a certain thing i i think you have a, a moral obligation to pass pass those experiences on to the, the the younger generation and that's that's something that i was always very very keen to do um, and uh, I was yeah lucky enough to be um, uh, recommended to a very good youth team, um, and uh, and that was the next challenge for me really. Um, my, my my first experience coaching youth players, which uh, as we've uh, touched upon a little bit earlier, is, is very different. Hmm. And you know, just just we'll we'll come on to I guess a little bit later on the differences between the the men's team and the and dealing with youth players but um you know going into a, a youth club how was you feeling internally was you was you feeling you know quite confident that you you'd had that experience at a high level and you, you feel like you can go and deliver a really good session or really good sessions or did you feel a little bit nervous because you didn't quite know what they what they would want i i, I think both Danny, <laughs> but bizarrely, um, I think, um, yeah, I, I felt confident that, uh, of course, I could do it because I'd, I'd done it before and had all the experience. But also, you know, the last time I'd been around um, uh, 14 uh, or 15 year olds was when I was 14 or 15. So um, I, I didn't know what had changed uh, <laughs> since then. Um, uh, and I knew that that would be a challenge. It has been. It's been a, a great challenge, you know, great experience, great, great learning curve. But, um, it's, 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 it's wonderful. Um, the, 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 the youth coaching side of, um, uh, of the game. I, like I said, it was, it, it was something that I, I always wanted to do. But um, the, the, the life lessons uh, contained within the game for young people are amazing. Um, there, there are so many of them. Uh, so many transferable skills uh, that they can learn um, things like you know working uh, effectively in a team uh, you know, together uh, you know, the, the, the communication skills that come with that uh, obviously the chance to develop leadership skills and um, confidence 
incredible tools that um, these young people are gonna gonna need um, in, in, in their adult lives, which are really aren't that far away. Um, you know, with a 14 year old, it's only maybe some of them, maybe three, four years, they'll find them find themselves in the in the working world. And um, football is a, a great opportunity to, to help them with that. Um, and uh, I've I've always been very interested. Um, yeah, to 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 help young people with their development. Mm. It, it certainly goes quick. It's blink of an eye, and all of a sudden they're they're, they're men or they're women. Um, <laughs> it goes way too quick. Um, I, was, I was speaking with one of one of the boys that I, I coached, um, and you know, I, obviously I understand his age, but you know, I, I couldn't get my head around that he's doing driving lessons. It's like what? <laughs> um so yeah it's crazy it's crazy to think um but uh yeah i mean transferable skills checking the shoulders gonna be good for the old uh checking the mirrors i think uh, so i told him absolutely <laughs> many transferable skills i think what letting the ball roll across your body would uh, would, would translate bit of spatial awareness as well we've got like a bit of spatial awareness absolutely absolutely <laughs> we, we so, all um work, work in the different boxes don't we um uh, the, the 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 sort of um uh, tactical technical mental social side and uh, i guess um yeah what i was alluding to really is the the the, the, the sort of psychological social boxes which um um i, I think uh, you know they, they, they can easily get ignored at youth team uh, um level um I, I, i'm glad to see the fa do so much work um with uh, you know how they train coaches to, to always be considering considering the um the, the, the side of the game and, and, and what football can teach you um but um but yeah it's uh it really is fascinating this is going to be a difficult question but do you have a uh, preferred um corner that you enjoy coaching the most or you enjoy getting out of your t- your teams the most whether it be social uh technical mm. you know what is there a preferred corner i think um th- th- there's certainly one that gives me more satisfaction um i i, I mentioned earlier that uh, i was never the the most skillful player um so maybe my um if i'm working in the tactical technical I probably wouldn't be the best coach, um, um, in, in, you know, to teach. Um, uh, step over would probably be, 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 you, you, you know, the names of them all. <laughs> um, however, I probably uh, would be um, a, a good coach uh, that would give the player the confidence to be able to try the step over in the first place. So, um, you know, we, we, we know, Danny, that uh, we will have played with players and uh, coach players that uh, are amazingly skillful um, in training and look amazing in training and, and then come Saturday or then come Sunday and uh, yeah, no, no, nothing. And uh, why, why is that? Um, simple word, confidence. And, um, and that's what football can, can teach you. Uh, you know, a good coach can, can come in and help a player be more confident, create that safe environment, um, let, let them know that it's okay to try and fail. Um, uh, the, 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 the most important thing is, is trying in the first place. And I, I think to answer your question, um, that, 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 that element of coaching gives me the most satisfaction. 
Um, not that I don't enjoy uh, teaching a good uh, defensive shape uh, and, and, and to push up on a high line and everything I used to do as a centre back um, uh, or how to header and, um, uh, you know, connect well with the ball, that sort of stuff. But, um, but yeah, they're, 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 I guess we all have that, 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 that little preference towards what we get out of it as coaches. And uh, I just think um, confidence is so important in life and, uh, and, and football can teach them. Mm, yeah, I'm definitely with you on that one. Definitely with you. Um, and I think I, I, you know, reflected on myself. I think I um, currently I, I I feel like these things can change, but I feel like I I do ear towards the the social corner a bit more. Mm. Um, mm. But uh, that's uh, I mean, in certain cases, it might be based on the team that you have. You may have a very social team, so. Um, yeah, social skills in young people are, are tremendously important especially especially now uh, in the, the, the world that um, young people are growing up in has is, is changed a lot um, uh, in the last 25 years and I think um, yeah to, to incorporate the, uh, the social element into all your sessions uh, to, to, you know, things like teamwork and um, you know, working together that sort of thing it's, uh, it's very important in terms of uh the club. Am I right in thinking this is uh, Kinja? Yes, uh, yes. Kinja now. Yes, Brilliant. yes. This Brilliant. last season, Brilliant. that's where I was. Yeah, Kinja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, how did you find um, you know, other other coaches at the club? Did you did you have uh, much support? Um, did Did you get the opportunity to speak to to you know others around you? I mean, obviously, I I was about, but um, I was probably busy and doing other things. <laughs> You were the, di- the different training camp that we have. You know, I was at training camp one. You were at training camp two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Diff- totally different venue, unfortunately. Um, it's yeah, it, absolutely. It sounds amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the coaches at Kindred are great. They, they are. Um, they're, they're, they're fantastic. All, all very, very interesting and very interested people. Um, very supportive. Um, uh, always, you know. Uh, of course, if, if someone can't or is going to be late to a session we all help each other out that sort of thing but also the, the, the learning I was lucky to, to, to work with a really good uh, assistant coach um, the, the, this year with my Kinja team uh, and um, he, he was great I mean I, 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 I he's 19 years old sorry a little bit older 21 years old um, doing his um, or, or was doing his level two as well and um he, he, he was lucky enough to finish that this season, um, but uh, I learned so much uh, from him um, in terms of uh, just how he was with with the players and uh, the sessions he put on. Um, he was great to work with, so that, that it was yeah, a great experience. Was that the the first time you you had an assistant to work with and bounce ideas off of? Second time. Second, second time. Yeah, yeah, second time. But. Um, but yeah, this this one was definitely a very very enjoyable uh, experience. It's always yeah, it, it important that uh, if you're going to pair two coaches together, that they have similar as um, uh, overall um, that the game um, uh, in terms of their footballing philosophies, but 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 also can bring different things um, to to to, you know, to the coaching. And I think uh, with me um, and the assistant this season, that that, that was definitely the case. Good, good. Um, so, talk to us briefly about your time there at the club. Like, 
Um, how was it working with the team you worked with? Um, and you know what 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 did success look like for you and your team? Mm-hmm. They, 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 the, the team I took over was the under fourteen girls, um, and they'd had a bit of a difficult time the previous year um, through, through, through no fault uh, of their own, uh, for one reason or another. Some coaches came in and, and then they, they had to leave through work commitments or whatever reason. The, the, the natural things that happen in um, mm. in life, so they hadn't really had that consistency. Um, for a year or so, um, with um, uh, the same coaches being at the same the, 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 the sessions every week. So, I think for um, the assistant coach and I, when we first um, took over, it's you know, let's have a look at the players. Uh, let's see what they can do. Um, let's see what they do well. Let's see what they do not so well. Let's see how they interact with each other. Um, let's see what we can do. And um, it was still um, nine aside. Um, in that age group or that division of that age group. So we weren't working with um, uh, um, 11 aside. So the, the training had to be altered a little bit um, uh, in terms of the session position and so on and so forth. So that was a bit of a, a, a quick um, bit of work to do. Um, but it was, yeah, fantastic. We came up with um, a plan of action for, for each player. Um, and then that, that, that that could be for one player to try them out in different positions. Um, it could be for one player to um, show leadership skills by maybe being the captain one day, uh, one game, sorry. Um, and uh, lots of little things like that, lots of little objectives for, 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 for each player. And then slowly try to implement that out through the, um, through the, through the sessions that we then ran and, um, and, the, and the games that we played. And um, I think uh, in terms of, what does success look like um, at um, youth development stage? Uh, of course, I, I don't believe there should be a massive, massive uh, emphasis on winning. Um, it, it, it should 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 always be about development and getting better and um, trying your, your hardest, that sort of thing. And uh, winning or success on the pitch or perceived success is is more or less a byproduct of that. And um, so we, we, we try to take away any pressure to you know to go out there and make sure you get a result sort of thing. That that that, that was um, um, certainly not the, the approach that the club has, uh, the the the, the, the Kinja has as a as a as a philosophy, but um, but also us as coaches. But um, but but actually we 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 did win about five five of our first eight or nine games, so uh, I was quite, was quite happy with that. <laughs> Created a bit of, of of a buzz about the team, so. Uh, <laughs> Which was um, which was great because I think they'd only they'd only managed one win um, the previous year. So um, um, oh, wow. so they must have been buzzing. Absolutely, um, and then unfortunately COVID happened, um, which uh, which stopped uh, stopped the progression. But we'll 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 pick it up back. We'll we'll pick it up again um, as soon as we can, um, as soon as we know what's going to happen. But um, but yeah, and, and and set new targets, set new goals, uh, all individually and and as a team as well. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, it's it's a shame, obviously. You know, like you you you've alluded to there, with COVID, kind of putting putting on the brakes of this mm. season. Um, but uh, no, it sounds like you you've done uh, a great job with that team. Um, and um, certainly, when I've spoke to some of the girls, they seem to be really enjoying it there as well. Um, so right. there's certainly a team spirit 
Um, so I don't know what you what you what you guys have done <laughs> in terms of getting, getting them even more sort of energized. But um, yeah, you you've clearly done some great stuff. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate that. And no, no problem at all. So um, to to move it on a little bit, what's what's next in terms of your coaching? Obviously, you're still coaching at Kinja, but there's a there's another stepping stone along the way. But there's also um, uh, obviously we work together as well at um, at ASL, the uh, the American School in London. Um, I've uh, accepted a, a initial contract offer um, for their um uh fall semester um to coach the the jb girls um this 2020 season uh, provided it all goes ahead as as, as expected um fingers crossed, much, fingers crossed <laughs> because um as, as you know danny that is a fantastic as well as Kinja, that uh, asl is a, a fantastic place to coach uh, the facilities there are second to none um the uh, the, the student athletes they are an absolute joy to coach and um they're they're, they're very interested in, in in learning and soaking up everything that's uh the thing that's around them that's the the, the the environment the culture of the um the, the the place very much encourages that and um yeah um it, it's a, a a team i took charge of last season um and, and really enjoyed it um, the, 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 the first part of last season, I should say. Um, so the, 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 always the first two or three months of the season are incredibly busy trying to coach two teams. But uh, that, that, that's where you need a good, 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 good assistant <laughs> who can help you out um, there. But um, I was lucky to have one. But, um, but yeah, um, that's um, the, the next challenge. I think I, I, I've spent uh, a lot of the, uh, the lockdown building session plans uh, really really studying um, uh, the, the game as much as I possibly can, um, different, different ways of looking at different books, different ideas. I've been working a lot on transitions, uh, which um, I probably didn't appreciate as much uh, before I, I coached youth football. Um, is, uh, I'd only really worked mostly in, in possession, out of possession, really, but transitions, obviously, in youth football, in theory anyway, um, happen, happen more regularly. So I've been working a lot on... Um, transitions from attack to defence and defensive back uh, and building sessions that work on that and uh, and um, just preparing as best I can really to, to have a, another great season. I really enjoyed last last year. I didn't want to do end. Yeah, yeah, likewise. Um, the transition part, um, I'm just thinking about, it. you know, maybe, maybe I'm a poor coach or something, but um, I don't remember <laughs> thank you but it, 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 in games in youth games it seems like sustained possession doesn't really doesn't really happen too often so uh, the transition element is just so frequent um, uh, I mean obviously you, you've got a bit more of an insight because you've seen uh, it, you've seen it at a men's team level that's obviously a lot higher than what I've seen so um, you've got that insight but I don't know. Like I, for me, I, I agree. I think there's there's definitely more transitions um, in in youth football, uh, just because no one can can keep possession for long enough, really. Yeah, it's completely natural. You're still learning the game. You're still learning um, the position, um, uh, how, the, the 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 idea of uh, support, um, you know, and and the, and the movement to to support um, when you've made more appearances you've got more experience than those mm. you, you don't really think about um 
that user sort of naturally move into a uh, a better position to to receive the ball. And um, you know, at youth level, obviously that that that, that doesn't happen as much. Therefore, you know, you 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 see more transitions really. So, um, but but yeah, it's um it, it's definitely an area that uh, I've been focusing on this summer much more than I have in in, in previous ones, and have incorporated a lot more transition sessions. Um, in, into my session plans, really, and just looking forward to to seeing what that looks like when I when I see my teams and I, you know, I, I can see you know what's working, what's not working, and I I, I can start making those sort of things relevant, really. Mm, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'll, I'll have to take a nosy and see see some of your sessions. Oh, you're more than welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a Bielsa, get the binoculars oh. out. Um, going back to you sort of arriving at ASL uh, how how did it feel you mentioned about the facilities being being you know really good which they are Mm. Um, Mm. how 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 was that um, that for you when you when you arrived there for the first time what was your initial sort of feeling I just thought, what, what an amazing place! Um, I, I, I'd um, I'd never heard of um, uh, ASL. I, I'd heard of a lot of the international schools that um, come up against uh, the, the community, uh, but ASL um, I, I, I'd never come across them before um, as an organisation. Uh, I, I, I read their um, their Ofsted report and I, I was just bowled over. Uh, um, got the highest rating it possibly can and. And uh, it just seemed like a wonderful place. And uh, I remember walking into reception, and, uh, and I was there to see the, the athletics director. And um, the young probably of around twelve or thirteen came up to me and introduced himself very confidently, and held out his hand and asked me you know, if he could help. And I just thought, wow, <laughs> this, is, this is a very unique place. But uh, but I was very impressed. Uh, I, it was one of those roles that I thought, oh. I'm not too sure if I'm going to have the time to do this if I'm doing Kindred well and what other stuff in my life that uh, uh, that, 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 that I do. But um, I, I thought, you know, within maybe five minutes, ten minutes of meeting the athletics director and being shown around the place, um, I, I just thought this is that this is a place that I, I want to be involved with and uh, I, I can't wait to see the players and I can't wait to, um, to get started. So, yeah, uh, the, the impression um, was... Uh, um, bowled over, shall we say? They <laughs> 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 so, I mean, there's certainly an energy and a buzz about the place. Um, oh yeah, in a in a good way, infectious. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good. <laughs> um, so your role for anyone listening in who who maybe is unfamiliar what with what a JV uh mm-hmm. is a what what that that kind of entails so obviously a top team uh the first team on the girl side or the boy side is a is a varsity yeah. um and then you had the second team which was a jv so um how did you deal with or how did you find dealing with players that you know maybe were just on the cusp and mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. could have been could have made it into the first team but couldn't quite get in there um, how, how did you find that challenge of balancing that up whilst also having other players that, you know, obviously you needed to work on development wise or, you know, they were a lot more socially orientated. Absolutely. Um, because, because as you know, Danny, 
players play football for for, for different reasons. Um, and uh, I, I had two or three players in my team um, uh, last year that uh, were, were absolutely gutted that they didn't make the um, the varsity team. And uh, and instantaneously you think, well, that's great. You know, there, there, there's a hunger, there's a desire there to uh, to do really well this season uh, and make sure you're in it next year. Um, so you give them different challenges, you know, um, for the for, for the older players, uh, the older um, girls there that, um, uh, that, that that didn't quite make the the varsity team. The challenge was very much be a leader. Um, can you lead this team to be successful? Um, and for the younger players, it was very much more about development. Um, what 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 is missing from your game that just 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 makes it a little bit. Uh, uh, tougher to, to you know do what, what makes you just slightly behind the player in your position in the varsity team what do we need to work on to correct uh, across the 15 or 18 odd games we play uh, and the 17 training sessions that we have um so so, so that you're ahead um next year when we you know when, when that player graduates you're you're the one that uh, steps in and you know and has the whatever shirt number it is um so 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 yeah different ways of dealing with the uh, appointments um, by incorporating different challenges, um, and then of course um, you 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 then have players who, who perhaps don't necessarily want to play varsity, but they just enjoy football and they, and they love football, and and then that's great to work with too because they're, they're there because they really really want to be um, and, they, and they want to be part of this team and uh, and, and that's great and that's a joy to joy to work with. You give them different types of challenges. Um, Maybe to be the future captain or something like that, mm. uh, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's just no. Um, as you know, Danny, it's knowing your players, isn't it? Really, it's, it, it's knowing what motivates yeah. them, what do they need. Um, you know, not not having a blanket approach and and just making sure that you're you know you're, you're considering them in their feelings and and their their, their wants, their needs, their desires in in everything you do. Now we were we were very lucky. Um, is it? Uh, certainly the the few years I've been there, um, JV teams don't really get the opportunity to travel. Um, but we had the the opportunity to go abroad and play abroad. Um, I, I, I insisted on it, Danny. It was part of my contract, so you can, you can thank me for that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll thank you later as well. <laughs> it was a great it was a great trip, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. I, I mean, certainly, you know, for for different experiences uh for for the boys i i was coaching with mm. uh it was a a really steep learning curve um mm. to mm. to play a to play a varsity side to, yeah. you know when their jv was tough yeah. yeah and then to to play the the jv the next morning um on the back of a, a tough result mm. um, it, mm. uh, it certainly was a good challenge um but on the flip side it was and this is why I liked, I, I really enjoyed that trip because obviously each team had their own, um, you know, their own situation, their own sort of dynamic and just watching how your girls were playing and how you set them up. And that, that second game or second game, or you played three games, didn't you? So it was that last yeah. game, I think. Against um, Bond. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was blown away. I was blown away. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. No, they, I, I felt that trip. They, re, they, they really, really came together. That, that, that was the, um, uh, the, the, the moment. The team spirit really started to, to gel. They, they, they started to 
play for each other um, and, and work for each other. Um, I thought before then, in the two or three games we'd had leading up to that, it'd been a bit disjointed. Um, I thought, you know, the, we'd been in, unlucky in games um, a little bit uh, with um, the things that had happened um, uh, that, that uh, we hadn't got a great result. But, um, but, but it, it was that trip where you travel together, you stay um, uh, well, the, the, the players they stay with uh, host families, don't they? But uh, they're together a lot um, across the weekend. And um, yeah, um, playing-wise, uh, thank you for uh, um, the, the the comments on the last game we played because they were they were they were they were fantastic in that game. I was really really pleased, and uh, it, it just got better from there um, in terms of uh, their performances and, and and their team spirit. No, no problem at all. They deserved it. Um, just, you know, I'm really intrigued. Did, did you say anything that sort of sparked on everything coming together or was it just a, a collection of a couple weeks worth of work that just just clicked at the right time? Mm-hmm. Probably a mixture of both, really. Um, I, I, my um, biggest thing or the biggest thing that I noticed was that um, with, um, uh, and maybe, maybe it's different with uh Boys, Danny. Maybe, maybe you could tell me. Girls, um, uh, they they seem a lot more conscious of their performance, and um, uh, uh, individually, and they and they really don't want to let each other down. That, that I I really really was sensing that, and um, in terms of what I said to them or the constant message, um, initially, other things I wanted to take that away. I I I just wanted to to, to make them realise that. Uh, not responsible for, for for the performance. All you can do uh, is focus on um, doing the best you can, uh, concentrating on the things that you, you can you know you you control. Um, and uh, th- I think the message eventually got through. Really, um, I saw less um, uh, insecurities is the, the 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 wrong word really, but less maybe less being a little bit conscious about the performance really, and uh, more excited to play which is what I wanted to see and uh, you know I think the message was you know don't don't, don't worry um, you know uh, we, we, we will we will perform we will find a way you know mm. yeah I mean I, I think from my experience I, I hadn't really coached uh, you know I've, I've coached one girl side uh, so mm. um, which I think a couple couple of the players you had played in uh, oh, really? really nice yeah so um it, it's been nice to see them you know go through the system um mm-hmm. but uh my, my main experience coaching uh girls was with uh mitchell and um again cool. some of the some of the some of the girls you you probably coached at asl played in our team at kinja cool. um and cool. yeah i i definitely agree i think there is more of a with, with girls i think there is more of a uh, self-awareness or you know they're, they're more um, nervous in that sense of, of letting down their teammates um, even when you know realistically they've not done anything wrong <laughs> no. um, and, and that was the thing it, it was something I noticed very quickly and I just thought uh, to myself if I can take that away um, you know the, the, the fly because um, it was the only thing holding them back really mm. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, with, with boys, it's a little bit different. Um, mm. there, mm. is, there is a bit more sort of individual focus, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the slight differences between the games, I guess, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, so to, to, to kind of wrap up your, your ASL experience, which obviously, touch wood, fingers crossed, um, you'll, you'll be back there in September. Um, <laughs> how did that season end for you? And, and you know, looking back on that season, um, what, what do you think you learned as a coach? Very, very good question. It, it, um, it was not the ending that we wanted in terms of results on the pitch. As you know, with the, um, the ASL, the International School um, uh, uh, competitions are always split into it, it, the international competition and the, the local London ones as well for the, for the JV section. And uh, I, I felt that uh, although we came third uh, in our group, um, uh, in the end, we were we, we, we definitely could have done better. Um, we, we we definitely definitely could have won it. Um, uh, but uh, but 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 that was fine um, because it, it it wasn't necessarily about lifting the trophy at the end of the season. Although that's always a, a good target to have. Um, my my challenge um, or what the uh, the athletics director um, told me was um, look, I, I I just want to see the girls enjoy their football I, I want them to have fun I want them to be excited about practice I want them to be talking about I hear them talking about the games and stuff and and at the end of the season that's that, that's exactly what he said to me that, 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 that you know you, you were able to do that they, they, they really really enjoyed their football uh, I, I could hear them talking about the goals that they'd scored and so on and so forth and um you know just created a, a, a good team a good environment and uh, um so I was very very satisfied with that um uh, in terms of um my learning experience it was huge uh, i you know never coached a, a girls team before um and uh we touched on a, a little bit of the differences between coaching boys and girls but but but, but actually that that's just one there there, there, there are also many others <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that that you need to be aware of and uh they're, they're going through all sorts of that at, at that age and um and, uh yeah so um Lots of lots of things uh, that, that 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 I learned. Um, yeah, it was it, it was a great experience. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely is. Um, and yeah, I'm sure they're they're excited to have you back in <laughs> September. So the the, the party goes on. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we'll 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 win it this time. <laughs> staking your claim already absolutely um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's no, no third finish in 2020 <laughs> um okay so i've got I've got a couple of questions now um more more related obviously to to your coaching story um and then i guess related just to to coaching in general uh which i hope you don't mind sort of me, me questioning you yeah uh, so in terms of, I guess, the best place, because you mentioned it already, uh, lockdown with mm. uh, what you've been up to in terms of lockdown coaching wise. Uh, you mm. mentioned transition and mm. your, your session planning. Um, can you expand on that? And have you been doing anything else alongside the session planning? Absolutely. Um, I, I think uh, self-study uh, between um, uh, the, the coaching badges is is something that I would encourage all, all coaches to do. Um, but there, there are so many different uh, areas 
um, that you can work on. Um, you know, the, the tactical, technical stuff, which sort of alluded to with you know, transitions and building session plans and whatnot is a, uh, yeah, a great thing to, to spend the lockdown or spend free time uh, doing, you know, to, to aid your development as a coach, really get you thinking about um, you know, how, how, how to put on these sessions and make them as effective as possible. But, um, you know, for me, um, I, I've sort of identified um, seven or eight um, uh, categories of, um, of subjects that, uh, that, that, that that I would like to study that is all sort of linked into the coaching. So, you know, from sports psychology to nutrition to physiology um, to medicine, um, sports injuries, learn, learn more about that. Um, uh, lots of different subjects and I've sort of made a big book as well, um, whether that's audio books or, or books to to order on Amazon um, and um, yeah been focusing a, a lot on sports psychology over the, um, uh, the summer and nutrition. Um, I haven't touched on as, as, as many of the other subjects um, yet but I, I will get round to them but um, yeah the more you can understand about um, uh, the, 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 the mind, um, the body, uh, the, the, the more helpful you can be um, dealing with athletes, dealing with uh, you know young athletes um and be able to help your players mm, definitely uh one of the things again probably something a little bit lighter for anyone listening who wants to consume some kind of coaching related content whilst it being a bit entertainment as well um mm. the last dance on netflix oh um, fantastic have you seen Absolutely. that Richard? yeah so good so i i i, I could not wait for every uh so yeah yeah so good i I found myself looking forward to it on sunday sunday afternoons but uh he's a he's a fascinating coach you know um bill jackson i've I've read his book um i think it's called 11 rings because uh he's won 11 um nba championships across his playing and coaching career it's a he's sort of like the alex ferguson of um Basketball. Basketball. Yeah, yeah, he's a very interesting, very into spirituality and mindfulness and so so ahead of the, um, uh, you know, his time when he was coaching the Bulls and subsequently uh, um, the LA Lakers. It's a fantastic documentary, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it is. Um, and actually, that's that's one of the books that's kind of on my list to order. Oh, I really, really recommend so, it. Yeah. Very good. Have, have, you, have you read any others? By him or about him at all, or is it just just that? Uh, j- just his autobiography, um, okay. but, um, but, but there are many um, about, uh, about, about that era because uh, he, he is one of the the, the lucky coaches. So if you, if you think about, um, uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, you, you might know this. Are there any coaches that have coached both Messi and Ronaldo? Um, just try to think of any obvious ones. Can't think of any. Uh, no, <laughs> maybe no. a phone in for your for your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Phil Jackson is uh, the, the the coach that got to coach Michael Jordan and uh, the, the late uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, who are obviously widely regarded to be the the, the best two former players, shall we say, um, to be uh, diplomatic um, uh, to, to to have ever played the game. So it's it's a, it's a bit like getting to coach, you know, uh, Messi and, and then Ronaldo, or the other way around um and uh you know be, be the best judge on you know who who was the better player the the the, the, the endless debate <laughs> yeah oh wow yeah i mean <laughs> that must have been a, a question i'm sure he got got posed quite a few times but 
It must yes, it's chapter two in his book, so I, 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 I won't blow it for you. I'll, I'll let you oh, read it. Sir. Okay, excellent. <laughs> right. That's, that's, uh, that's what I'm to look forward to reading. Um, <laughs> taking it back to uh, something you said a little bit earlier about, um, obviously, the public speaking, um, I want to kind of find out from you what you believe, probably as a player from your playing days, and obviously now as a coach, what you believe makes a good team talk oh good question I, I i think um the first thing that springs to mind is is passion um i um and, and by passion i don't mean sort of you know punching the air and um you know, shouting and snarling uh, you know that, that that is one way of showing passion but um but, but, but there are many many others um i think being really engaged with what you're saying um and really really um in the moment um for me always makes a good um uh, team talk um whether that's at half time or uh, a pep talk before the game or even an after game debrief really just being very very in the moment very passionate very engaged with what you're saying um it's it's infectious uh, i think uh, you can talk about any subject um, as a subject that you know nothing about and have never never, never had any interest in before but when you hear someone talk in that way about it it, 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 it suddenly becomes more interesting so I think um, to answer your question that that, that would be crucial I, I wouldn't be too interested in technical detail the players they're not going to remember too much of what you say before they walk on the pitch it's it's, it's uh, they're already going through so much stress and so much in their mind and they're, they're thinking about their performance and, and everything that goes with that. Uh, it, it, it's pointless going into too much technical detail about anything really. I mean, that, that, that's, that's for the for the training sessions, for the practices really. But um, I think uh, just uh, um, whatever it is you're saying, say it with say it with passion and, uh, and 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 really mean it. I like that. That's very good. Um, so, in terms of your men's team days, uh, this mm-hmm. is probably more applicable, but. How, how did you handle those pressurized situations? Was there any kind of uh, advice or tips that you'd give someone as a, as a coach who may also experience those pressurized situations? Sure, sure. Um, I, I, I think at men's team level, much much less so at youth team level, and, and other coaches might have different experiences. In my experience, at men's team level, you, 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 you've got to a team there of talkers they, they come into the dressing room and they are loud uh, they're, 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 they're very big and they're very loud and they want to talk and um, if uh, something's just happened before half time you can see the goal or the referee's made a bad decision or, or whatever it is um, uh, and you go in you know that tensions are running high um, and it's better just to just to just to let them have it out really just let them let them you've, you've got 15 minutes you don't need to use all of those really to make your in possession point, your out of possession point, um, and, and perhaps a little bit of motivation. You probably only really need one of those fifteen minutes. Um, so, so, so let 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 them have it out with each other. Let them talk. Um, uh, only only jump in if you really really need to. If it's getting out of hand. And eventually, you'll be surprised. The room goes quiet, and you'll stand in the middle, and they're all sort of looking at you. And uh, I, I've done that. <laughs> so many times I thought right right got their attention I, I didn't have to shout for it I didn't have to um you know bash my hand on the 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 the, the door ring a bell or 
blow a whistle or anything like that, you know, that, that will just annoy their train of thought psychologically. You just let it happen naturally. And uh, um, I, I was uh, given that advice myself um, and I felt uh, that uh, it works extremely well. And um, I just, just, just to, to, to wait for the, for the attention to, 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 to naturally direct towards you because, you know, ultimately people, people especially in that situation, they, they, they are looking for instructions. They are looking for someone to come in and say, well, if you just did this, this and this, things might be different. But uh, not that you can always come up with those three things, those magical things. Uh, <laughs> if, if you could, uh, uh, you would have the recipe for football. And, uh, <laughs> and no, oh, no one yeah. has that. <laughs> yeah. Um, flip side, flip side now. Um, we're talking back to uh, youth football. Um, mm. How do you how do you find uh, dealing with parents and and how would you go about handling parents? It's, it's always um, challenge because um, it, it it's normally about a third, isn't it? Really, what what one third of them really understand what you're trying to do and understand that actually they're just there to to support and uh, to, to 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 encourage and uh, and certainly not get involved with any of the um, um the, the, the stuff that the FA's respect campaign talks about. Um, you got about a third the other end that uh, you know just uh, want to be the coach. Uh, they think they're helping when they're they're giving um uh, very, very odd and bizarre uh, instructions out um uh, to, to, to to your players and uh, and then and then probably a third in the middle really who, who sometimes do it and sometimes don't really. <laughs> So it, 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 it's definitely a challenge. Um, they're, they're, we talked about it at coaching meeting recently. Um, it's, uh, it, it's best to have that parents meeting right at the start of the season and just outline exactly what they can expect you, what you expect of them. This is how to behave. Um, if, if you don't agree with it, come, come, and, come and talk to me. Come, come and have a quiet word. But the, the club backed me on this, uh, the, this philosophy, this way of coaching. And uh, and, and um, yeah, let, let's have a good season. Just to, let's get behind the the girls or the boys, and you know, really support them. And uh, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I did find that. Um, obviously, at senior men's level, that doesn't happen uh, because at that level, the parents have given up on their uh, their, their child's ever becoming professional. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> They're just giving up. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. You have a different challenge of uh, dealing with the people that come and watch the game. But, uh, <laughs> but, 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 but no, it, with um, with, with, with parents, I, I, I think maybe I'm being a little bit unfair. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think it's actually a smaller minority. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean <laughs> they're there for a good reason, aren't they? So um, as long as they're positive. Um, and you can win them over, and as you say, you know, with, with that that team meeting at the start and trying to get them on board, yeah. you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for a winner, really. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and don't forget to have another team meeting maybe mid-season because then they, 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 sometimes there'll be players that join, parents that join that, that won't have initially heard what you said. Um, I always follow up what I have done in the past with a with an email to all the parents, just outlining exactly either what I'm going to say or what, what I have said so it's there in writing, and, and again that can forward beyond. Join the, um, the club. Um, yeah, it's um, it's definitely something to be on top of, really, because um, it, it, can, it can very much affect the, uh, the the experience that the players have. Uh, the, 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 sorry, the experience that the players have, and let's face it, it's 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 for them. It's not for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're bang on there. Um, 
thinking sort of holistically now about your your whole sort of coaching journey um what would you say has been your biggest obstacle in terms of coaching what's what's you know whether it's the parents whether it's um you know uh there's a certain part of your game that you want to you want to develop a little bit more maybe you want to as you mentioned earlier maybe you want a bit more understanding in the the technical and tactical side of things um what what would you say has probably been your biggest obstacle oh that's a good question um there's there are many things that i found um uh, challenging um i think um yeah so the, when, when, when you do the courses and i, I and, and yeah I, I think it's pretty much a, a standard that you know pretty much every coach that comes in at work works at youth level will have at least their their level one which is a really really good grounding in um in 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 in, in things like the the four corners and the boxes that you work in as a coach um i i think like like we alluded to earlier you, you you always find one of those boxes a little bit more challenging to incorporate into your sessions um than than others um the tactical technical stuff is probably less so what you're doing it's probably more how you then teach the um the young striker to um whatever he's doing um uh, to, 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 to finish uh, in, in in the bottom corner uh, and, a, and a challenge for me would be when I was always as a, I was always a defender. I was always defending those um, those situations. So I, I don't really know, uh, and um, and that's okay because um, you know, it's great when you work with assistant coaches or other coaches that, that, that they can give you tips. They can come in and do that bit for you, or you might even have a player that uh, that, that can do that technique better than you can. Uh, so so maybe get them to demonstrate that sort of thing. But uh, but yeah, in terms of an obstacle. It definitely is because um, you know you 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 know yourself, Danny. You play the game, and um, um, you're much more tricky and skillful than me. But uh, wow, well, but, but I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I know how to defend uh, against you, but, 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 but I wouldn't know how to do what you do, and, um, and, and that is an obstacle for, for any coach. Use other coaches. Um, use players that can um, can, can do that particular uh, skill or technique. Um, uh, that um, uh, you know, do, do in your demonstrations. Use your assistant coaches. That sort of thing. But uh, that, that that's definitely an obstacle. I, I found. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree with you. Um, <laughs> there's one actually that's that's come up a little bit. I guess over the last two weeks, doing a couple of those sort of uh one-to-one sessions where you're working with with a a kid who uh, i mean one of the kids i was working with is is really young and he wants to learn skills and i'm thinking oh my mm-hmm. word i'm not i'm not a skillful player like you know this is why why it made me laugh because richard like back in in my playing days um like literally I, I was a traditional winger so you pass me the ball and i'm i'm crossing it within two touches yeah. Um, yeah. I, you you won't get fancy skills or anything from me because yeah. that's just not my game. Um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So it's definitely tough. It's definitely tough. But what I would say with that, and especially if anyone listening in is is, is working on skills, um, which is an exciting part of the game, you can't deny that. But uh, yeah. uh, it's it's something that you can find. You know, with new technology, you can find YouTube. 
and I mean that that's a, a lifesaver for 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 those kind of things because people mm-hmm. can actually do those dr- skills that I can't do. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. So um, I guess I guess this one's going to be quite uh, an obvious question, but I, I'm intrigued to find out if you got any obscure answers. But um, <laughs> what what would you say? Are the the main differences between uh, coaching in a in a men's in an adults environment to coaching in a in a uh, youth environment? Sure. Well, the 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 main um, difference would be the the emphasis on results. Um, so it's a men's senior level. It's it's very much a results based game. Um, not to say that you can't. Uh, enjoy it and develop as a team if you lose or you draw um it, 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 it's not just about uh, winning but, but but overall um there's very much a focus on um are you getting the results uh, are you achieving you know what you should be achieving uh, or was expected to, uh, to 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 be achieved but um in youth football of course we go the other way um unless you're working with sort of over six over 16 really uh, where it kicks in, it's it, it, it's much more focused on development, um, much more focused on, um, you know, learning all the things um, uh, that, 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 that can be learned from the game the, across the four corners uh, model. And, um, and yeah, it, it, it's a, a, a much a much nicer environment, I'd say, for for for, for young coaches coming in um, to, to 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 really learn how to coach and not have pressure of, of getting the result on Saturday. Um, that uh, that for me is it has been very nice um, uh, these last couple of seasons. Is to you know get to come in and and uh, and think yeah I, I, I can work on different things and uh, for for me as a coach and and, and it not. Be devastating if 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 we if we lose on a uh, on a Saturday. I, I it um it is very different. But um but yeah, that, that, that's the first thing that springs to mind um, when you ask the question. Yep, no, that's brilliant. Um, looking back, did you have any sort of coaching role models when you first sort of took over? Uh, in in person or um uh, uh... or in, in the game. Probably in the ge- probably in the game. Um, you could, obviously in person as well. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. we won't we won't overlook that. But um, probably more so in the game. Did, was there anyone you looked up to? In the, in the professional game, Arsene Wenger for me. Um, uh, the the the, the twenty two years in the Arsenal job. Uh, I'm very much looking for, forward to his uh, autobiography that's being released in October uh, this year. Um, I still might be going to work that day. <laughs> but so yet, um, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, we all have our favourite um, managers and coaches. Um, you can see that come through in in in, in how you manage and how you coach. Um, in, if, for example, you, you admire a Dutch coach, you are likely to be a little bit more philosophical about the game. Um, if, if, for example, you admired uh, an Italian coach and, and, and learned from the Italian coach, probably probably a little bit more tactical, very technical, you know. Um, in France, um, coaches are more like teachers, um, which I think make them very, very good with um, developing young players and um, what, what, whatever level uh, that they're working at. Um, and um, I think that's 
that, that, that that's where I, I lean more towards um, in, in what I see that I admire. And um, I, I, I do like coaches that place that emphasis on, on youth development and creating world-class players um, yeah, as opposed to buying them. But, um, but yeah, we, 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 all, we all have a preference. Um, but yeah. yeah. That would be good when that comes out then. I'll we'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Um, that one, yeah. Great one. What's the, do you know what it's called? Or I, I assume it's probably what Wenger, the, the biography or something like that, isn't it? Called My Life in Red and White. And the reason it's called My Life in Red and White uh, is because he only ever managed clubs that played in red and white. Um, it, uh, I, I was surprised uh, um, when, I, when I heard him that. Oh, what a nice coincidence that is. <laughs> I can't see Monaco, Grand Passé, and Arsenal, four teams all playing red and white. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Um, turning it back on on uh, you as a coach, what, what would you say is your strengths as a coach? Um, if you had to sort of narrow it down to a couple of things or maybe one thing in particular uh, that you, you, you think that you're really strong strong at and you um your players benefit from um what what would it be and why i very good question um i i, I think i'm quite good um uh, and hopefully people would uh, would agree with me that uh i'm quite good at creating a team spirit and um creating cohesiveness within the uh, the team um i know that um uh, I, i've played so many seasons um, and uh, it, it's always been so clear to me that um, uh, it's not always the best team uh, that win the league um, in terms of the individual players that make up that team uh, but, but, but you very rarely see teams win the league that don't play together as a team they don't seem to have that team spirit if you look at Liverpool this season a fantastic example uh, of, of just looking at how Jurgen Klopp um, manages his players the way he is with them, the way they interact with each other. Um, it, it's a, a very, very unique culture, um, um, great team spirit. And uh, I, I've always placed a big, big emphasis on that because it, it is definitely working in the, the, the social box and, uh, and to a certain extent, the psych, psychological box as well um, in terms of uh, your player development to really focus on creating a team spirit working for each other, um, fighting for each other. Um, I think uh, it's, it, it's a great thing to, to, to feel part of a team. Um, and uh, that, that, that's what I like to, to try and create and do my best to create uh, with the teams that I'm working with. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, um, it's def definitely something I think I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm definitely quite good at. Yeah, I, I definitely vouch for you there. Um, I'm sure you've been pleased to know. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely vouch for you um, in terms of the spirit. As I said, with the with the girls I saw at ASL, and obviously the girls you've got a kinder as well. So um, I mean, two great examples of that in, in, in practice. Um, so yeah, no, that's brilliant. Um, now, turning it on to just just a general coach, what would you say are the 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 main qualities that a, a really good coach needs, uh, whether that be at youth level or men's men's team level, um, what 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 does that coach need to have? Um, you are in front of a group of players, um, whether it's six under nine boys 
new team just started out um, or 35 um, uh, uh, full international professionals uh, at a Premier League club. Um, you're still expected, whatever coaching role you have, uh, is to engage uh, a group of people. And to do that, you need leadership qualities. And um, the great thing about leadership qualities, if you're a young coach starting out, and you might feel like you don't have them or, or you've never been praised for being a leader uh, before. Um, the great thing about leadership qualities is they can be learned. Uh, they're, they're, they're not natural. There's lots and lots of books and lots and lots of videos and lots of things you can practice uh, mentally uh, to, to, to help improve your leadership uh, qualities and help you become more engaging and um, uh, likely to be more, more successful at what you do with coach more engaging in terms of uh, um, the, the way your players respond to you. I think the other, the other key um, I think is empathy. Um, and I think that's more important now than ever. Um, is to, to really, really empathise with your players, to really know that you, your job really, re really is just to be there for them, um, to cater for their needs, to make them better. Um, it's not to strut up and down on the sideline and throw your hands around and, and, and try and look like Jose Mourinho. Um, if, if you want to do that, fine. But um, I, I don't think you'll be, you, you'll be doing your players a, a good a good service really if you're not really constantly empathizing with them thinking about them what what are their needs um and and how can i help how can i help them uh, be, be 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 better better players better people you know and so yeah to answer your que uh, question Danny, i i would say leadership and, and empathy they they are two qualities that i always look for in um the young coach uh, if i'm in a position where i want to do a role if that makes sense Yep, no, two great qualities, definitely. Um, looking at, at sort of tips and advice now for for new coaches or for younger coaches um, who are who are just starting out in their in their coaching journeys. Have you got any any that sort of spring to mind? In terms of tips, um, yeah, tips read, or advice. Read. Read, 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 read. That, that, that is it. Read as much uh, as you possibly can. Um, there is, there's so much knowledge in books, um, so much you can learn from uh, people that have done the job before. Um, uh, and, uh, and yeah, uh, whether it's audio books, whether it's um, uh, paperback, whether it's on your Kindle or your Amazon Fire, however which way you like to read. Or if, if you don't like reading, start <laughs> because... Uh, you'll learn so much. Um, yeah, just make a big list um, of all the people that uh, you find interesting. Um, they're, they're, in the coaching world, they'll have all written books or had books written about them. And um, and just read as much as possible. Um, it's, uh, yeah, def definitely something that's helped me in my, my life, my career, um, to really broaden my, my horizons and, and make me understand things a lot better than, you know, I did before. Might be difficult, a little bit off, off the top of your head, but have you got a, a favourite book in terms of either leadership or culture creation or uh, anything kind of related to sports? I, I my favourite book, um, although I don't, I'm not too sure I'd read it again um, because I'm probably at a different stage now. But I remember it was the first book that um, uh, I read about leadership. Uh, that, 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 that changed my behavior and, and, and changed it for the better was the seven habits, um, the seven habits of uh, highly effective people. 
which is a very famous book, um, came out in the 70s, I think. Um, uh, Stephen R. Covey is the author. And um, it's, it, it's just very, very interesting. I think all the seven habits, all, all seven of them, um, are all just so relevant to, to, to daily life and um, you know whether, whether that's how you interact with other people, whether it's the goals you set for yourself. Um, there, there, there's just so much useful advice in that in that book. It's a little bit dated in the way in the examples it gives and so on and so forth. So uh, um, you have to stick with it really. Um, but, uh, but, but but still still you know very very relevant today. Um, so, so yeah, to answer your question, that, 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 that's the first one that springs uh, to mind. But, but there are many. I'll um I'll send you a big list. I mean, and yeah, maybe you can put them on the put them on the website. Um, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, I'm, I mean, to be honest, uh, this is why I'm 100% with you in terms of reading. Like reading was <laughs> something I hadn't really done since I you know I left university or you know kind of kind of stopped because there wasn't really a need other than yeah, obviously you, had to, you yeah. knew. <laughs> Yeah, other than you had to for uni, but I mean, yeah, like, yeah. obviously you still generally read like you know, newspapers and stuff like that. But um, I mean, like a physical book, um, and actually a Kai got me back into um, reading, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I've read some really good ones actually. The one I'm reading at the moment is uh, one by Simon Sinek. Uh, yeah. Leaders eat last. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, I'm about halfway through that one. I'm really enjoying that one, actually. I think that one is is probably my favourite one um, so far. Um, so uh, I I don't know if you've read any of his ones at all. I have, yeah, yeah. No, he is very interesting. He's got a lot of um, interesting videos on um, on YouTube as well. Yeah, he certainly does. Uh, he he obviously did that. Well, I mean, he's done that famous talk about millennials and all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, he. He's a fa- very, very famous guy, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah, very insightful. Mm. Um, so I guess final question, Richard. Um, thank you for, for giving up so much of your time. My pleasure. Um, but I, I want to. <laughs> it's difficult in a in a COVID you know world at the moment. Yeah. But uh, you know, if you're trying to look into the future, five years, ten years down the line, <laughs> um, where, where do you think you're you'll be coaching wise do you, can you see yourself going back into the men's game um or do you think you'll be happy staying at youth i think um i never try to plan too far ahead really um uh, f- football as you know is a very very funny industry um it, 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 it there's no um how it differs from other industries or other jobs that uh, you, you you might have is there's uh, there's no recruitment in um, in, in, in football um, it, there's no clear uh, career path that if you just follow this this will happen uh, if you compare that to say banking law accounting even if you're starting to be an electrician or something more blue collar um, there are career paths and there's a, a recruitment industry in each layer that helps you get that next path but in football it's, it's completely random you know you, you get your opportunities by enhancing your network um, uh, meeting lots of people, obviously, uh, doing um, all the sorts of things that you're doing, Danny, um, on social social media, uh, creating a name for yourself that way, and um, and of course the work that you do, um, uh, the particular clubs that you, you you coach at, someone could move to another club, uh, maybe suggest that you go you, you go with them. 
But um, but yeah, I, I, I to answer your question, I just I do not plan. Uh, but my, my aim is solely to be the best the best coach that I can be, and uh, and and of course that comes through getting more experience, working with more coaches, working with more players as the years go by, um, that, that that sort of thing. But uh, but but I don't really set myself um, goals of um, of being at a particular club or a particular age group or um, level, if that makes sense. I think. Um, it's it's better just with football to, to, to live in the moment and and uh, enjoy life as it is, you know. <laughs> uh, and enjoy the journey and just enjoy the journey, whatever whatever may be. Um, sort of enjoy. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the end of today's show. Um, Richard, how can anyone listening in follow you on social media should they wish to? You could follow me on Twitter at, at Richard Mahoney. That's M-A-H-O-N-E-Y 7. Um, that's that's the social media platform I am the most active on. Um, but yeah, probably the best way to, to, to get in touch. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, you can, of course, okay. follow um, Halftime Cuppa on Twitter as well using our handle at Halftime. It's all one word. And then underscore Cuppa. And my personal account is at Danny Cook 1996. As mentioned at the very start of the show, all of our previous episodes are now available to catch up on on our website, halftimecupper.com, as well as iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, just by searching for Halftime Cupper Coaches Club Podcast. Thanks again, Richard, for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Not a problem, not a problem. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll get you back on again. Uh, I'm sure we can talk leadership or uh, or culture creation. I'm sure there's uh, there's there's another topic we we can we can use you for definitely. Um, but yeah, thank you for that, Richard. Um, and until next time, stay safe, everyone, and goodbye.